is good, everybody. Welcome to the Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. He is RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. What's up, RJ? Rob Stats <laughs> Guerrero. It's great to be with you. Great to be in your company. Great to hear your beautiful baritone voice. See your beautiful, bright, shining face. Uh, congratulations on willing uh, Russell Wilson away from the NFC West. My first time to, to speak with you in a professional capacity since the trade went down uh, in a capacity that is recorded and documented for all the world to see and hear. What's up, NSA? Um, and so uh, really just um, just honored and privileged to be in your presence. Stats is how I feel this this particular Thursday morning. I mean, I don't want to take credit or anything, but I think it's pretty clear I scared Russell Wilson out of the NFC West. Oh, wait, Stats. Once, just keep going, Stats. One second. Okay, apparently RJ is just abandoning the show. He teed me up for a nice little comment, and then he decided to peace out and bounce. And now he's... <laughs> now I he's you, I told you I had a surprise for you today, Stats. A Russell Wilson jersey, and I have to go vomit. Hey, look. maybe the, like, Russell Wilson is my favorite non-cowboy in the NFL at the moment. Excited to see him in Denver. Um, he did not turn down my team in embarrassing fashion, which is not necessarily the case for, we'll just say one other host here at the SB Nation NFL show. Mm. He did not totally shun and um, flat out humiliate us in front of the whole world, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, so I can still love him. Um, and so this, I've never gotten a chance to wear this Russell Wilson jersey in front of you. And so I wanted to take this chance since it really is um, the last one that, that makes proper sense, at least. You know what? You can't hurt me anymore, RJ. He's out of the NFC West. Now, granted, the Niners still have to play him because they go to Denver next year. But even if they lose that game, which they probably will because Russ always beats the Niners, it's an AFC game now. It's not a division game. It's not a conference game. Like, what? You can't hurt me anymore. I don't live there anymore. I will say this. If and when the 49ers lose to the Broncos wearing their Navy uniforms, because it's going to be like Russ channeling his like former Seattle-ness, um, and the Niners miss out on the playoffs by one game, I will remind you that had you beaten the Denver Broncos, you would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, great. Uh, before we get started here, I want to remind everybody that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. Please, if you haven't done so yet, download the DraftKings app. Also, Rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. If you take the time to leave a review, we will take the time to read it on the show. We're going to get into some of the quarterback movement we've seen this week, RJ. There's an update to the Carson Wentz trade that we have to get to. Plus, I have my top five list of teams to watch in free agency I want to get your take on. But before all of that, I swear to God, since the Russell Wilson trade went down, there is one question I have wanted to ask you. And this is just you seeping into my brain and living in there rent free. We know that Russ ended all his interviews with go Hawks. Now that he's in Denver, is he going to say go Bronx? How is Russ going to end his stupid interviews? So um, really, I am touched uh, that you would ask me this question, Rob. And um, I know you are a staunch listener of the NFC East mixtape, uh, a truly unique podcast here at SB Nation that uh, people can hear on the Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Big Blue View, and Hogshaven Podcast Networks. Uh, BLG and I touch on all four NFC East teams every week. In fact, stats this week, for the first time ever, we had an emergency NFC East mixtape on the heels of the Carson Wentz trade back into the division. Um, and, and since you listen to that 
show all the time, you know that I do a really fantastic Russell Wilson impersonation. Uh, in fact, Brandon joked that I should have done it. I should have done the interview with him and I could have like interviewed him as him. As you him. know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and so I've never done the impersonation wearing his jersey. So now I feel like truly I'm, I'm in my Russ. You know what I'm saying? And so I think you have to like, I think you have to really think about who Russ is here. He's super corporate. Um, he's 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 going to play the hits and he's going to play to the fans. He can't say go Bronx. I know that that's the syllable, you know, enunciation you're looking for. He is going to play to the the like hardcore Broncos fans. It's going to be like this is the 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 way he's closing the, the opening press conference. Okay. And, and you know it, it it's a privilege, you know, to to play in the National Football League and you know, I'm I'm just so grateful, and and I, I strive for greatness. And you look at the quarterbacks that have passed with this organization. You know, all Super Bowl winners that that you know, two now have been you know, all of us actually. I think I was talking to John in the hallway. All, all he he was traded for, Pey- Peyton was traded for, and, and I I know uh I, I know I have some some experience with Peyton against the Broncos. We won't we won't get into, but you know, th- this is a this is a franchise rich with history. Trade trading for Super Bowl winners, and so. I want to bring the orange crush back and, and, and that's, that's what, that's what I'm here to do. So um, thanks for all your time. Go, go crush. That's what it is. That was a really long trip. That's Russell Wilson there, in a nutshell. That's, that's Russell Wilson. I guarantee you in the opening press conference, it's he mentions crush. beating the Super Bowl, beating Peyton in the Super Bowl. Like, no, he, but he will, he will say it in that like super awkward way. He'll be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I know my personal history with this organization is um, you know, we would have, we don't have to talk about that, you know. Um, but we're, we're focused on the future, you know. It'll be yep. something super duper awkward like that. Um, that, yeah. that he will have like planned. He'll be like, "This is where I'll take my break. This is where I'll pause, and I'll wait for like <laughs> awkward laughter." Like it will be totally rehearsed. Yeah, that's oh god, I'm so glad that he's out of the division. Um, all right, let's get to the other quarterback news. The news that we got yesterday, which is that Carson Wentz is going from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. We actually have an update on the trade that just dropped right as we press record on this show. Adam Schefter tweeted that Washington is also receiving a 2022 seventh round pick from India. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. I, I'm stunned by this, RJ. I am stunned. You know, there's a there's a phenomenon called the winner's curse. Have you heard of this? I have not. It sounds like what I deal with every Thursday morning here, though. But go ahead. Haha. So the winner's curse is when people are when people are bidding on something, the the entity that wins that auction essentially is the one that most overvalues the asset. And the example that they always give is like if you were auctioning off a jar filled with coins and no one knows how much is in the jar. And everybody bids. The winning bid is often way more than any of the other offers and way more than the average offer. So, And that's a lot of times what happens on eBay, too. When you see people bidding like crazy amounts of money for like mundane objects, they get caught up in the competition and they just they want to win the competition. And then they go way over the top and they bid on things. So at first I was like, no, I could see that that's what happened with Washington. But then I stopped and I was thinking. Who else were they bidding against? Who else wanted Carson Wentz? Nobody. Nobody wanted Carson Wentz. How the hell did they end up paying that much for him? It's um. I mentioned this to BLG um, 
on the mixtape emergency episode that we did, I think it was Jonathan Sharks who had this tweet, and I actually said those exact words, um, back when the Houston Texans traded away DeAndre Hopkins. If you recall, the chronological process of that was the first news that came out was that the Texans were trading for David Johnson. And everybody's like, LOL, you know, he traded for a running back, blah, blah, blah. And then lo and behold, it's, you know, they're also sending DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. And the, the tweet that I'm, you know, remembering, again, I, I don't remember exactly who tweeted it, but it was something like, we all went from LOL, if the Texans traded anything for, for David Johnson, <laughs> they are the biggest idiots, only to find out that they traded away DeAndre Hopkins, of all things. And so, like, that's the thing, like, and, and I know, like, this, this take has been said, but, like, if if the Colts had cut Carson Wentz and, and you sign him, okay, you know, it's still really stupid, but, you know, fine. You know, it's, it's just money, right? You, you figure it out. It's, it's who cares? It's not, not the fans' money, whatever. I know you've got the salary cap to operate with, whatever. Um, but this is, like, like, this is truly unforgivable if you're a fan of the team. Like, why? Who wanted him like who who and like what if this is like what what is Jimmy Garoppolo going for like what what is Derek Carr going for I mean like this is just astounding that anybody would trade for him again and again like this has been said but the one dude the one place where he was supposed to be able to thrive again with the one dude in Frank Reich that guy is given up on him like what in if Frank Reich cannot resuscitate his career what on earth makes you think that you can do it. And you, by the way, arguably the most volatile and dysfunctional franchise in the NFL when that is the exact environment in which he cratered in in the first place. Again, the Eagles, not the commanders off the field, but as far as like fan base and stuff, an extremely toxic culture that Carson ultimately failed in. There are two things. You sent me this incredible article from Zach Kiefer of The Athletic, and I'm so glad you did. There are two things in there that stand out to me. The first is... The Colts were so done with Carson Wentz. There was no way that he was going to be the quarterback for them next season. In the article, it says that they were going to cut him, and it would have cost them $15 million to do it if they couldn't find a trade partner. Like They were so out on him. So the fact that they went from, we got to get rid of this guy at all costs, to not only getting rid of him, and not only getting rid of him and having to pay him no more money, but also getting multiple draft picks, potentially two second round draft picks in return for him, plus more, is unbelievable. And this is the crazy part, RJ. In the article, it says, the commanders originally came in offering a fourth rounder and a sixth rounder, which by the way, I wouldn't have crushed them for that if that's how the deal had been. But how do you go from saying, okay, we'll give you a fourth and a sixth to giving up multiple picks, paying up all the money, potentially two second round picks. Like does Chris Ballard have magical powers? How the hell did he get Washington from a fourth and a sixth to what they ultimately gave up? It's, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) That's the answer. Like I truly, (laughs) truly do not know. Um, And everything the commanders have done, just just football wise like and, and that's like taking away incredibly awful things that we could spend hours and hours and hours you know killing them for but just the football things this organization has done in the last year have been dreadful nothing they have done right they were the one sucker they were the one team that bailed the Colts out and I would like to pivot to them if you're all right with that stats uh, because like what are we going to say like lol commanders like that's just that's like life you know what I mean like you know there's, there's nothing new to that at this point 
I'll be honest. And I, I thank you. You are the only person who has applauded me for how critical I have been of the Colts. Nobody else has been brave enough except for me. That is, a, a you know, something I'm willing to say. Just, you know, just want to, to you know, speak the facts. Um, I hate that they're now being congratulated, that it's like, way to go Colts. Like, no, like, <laughs> like they made this bet. Like, congratulations, you you picked on, you've seen the movie Draft Day, right? Uh, yeah, at one point, it was, ter- it, was, it was terrible. But you know the like stupid, unbelievable part about the like young GM in Jacksonville that's like, oh, he's scared because it's draft night or whatever, and he's like super nervous. That's yeah. you picked on the you know you, you picked on the the weak kid in class. That's what you did by trading him to Washington. And I actually think that they're starting to blow smoke in a harder sense. All right, we've already heard Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. Man, like again, I love both of these people as people, but Frank Reich like really throwing Carson under the bus or Carson Wentz under the, the bus. Excuse me. There was the line in Kiefer's article about how he went to Jim Irsay and apologized uh, for for, and he said I stuck my neck out for him. No, dude, you made the decision. You didn't stick your neck out for Carson. You made the decision for Frank Reich. Like that was for selfish motivations. Granted, you thought you could resuscitate Carson's career, but that was driven by your own ego. By your your own inhibitions and something that is within the entire article that I'm not doubting Zach Kiefer's reporting by any means, but the opening line, can you, do you have the article in front of you stats? I know you're searching for it. No, I haven't. What is the opening line? No, this decision wasn't just about Jacksonville. Okay. This wasn't just about Jacksonville. It wasn't just about the Vegas loss. The last two weeks of the season when they went from a 97% chance of probability of making the playoffs to not being in it at all. This is something that as, as Zach Kiefer reported, was was a wear and tear situation over the course of the entire season. All right, fine. Let's assume that we're willing to believe that. If that is the case, Indianapolis, then why did you allow him to play to the point that he he netted the Eagles a first round pick? If he is, if he was so bad, if he was so dysfunctional, if he was so toxic, if you were so convinced that he was not the guy. I don't know if you remember when it happened, stats, but it was two weeks prior to the the Vegas loss. It was their win over the Patriots. If you remember, that was a Saturday game. Um, that improved them to eight and six. That was right after their bye week. So they came out of their bye week with four games left, knowing, okay, if he plays in this game against New England, we're going to hit that threshold and we're going to lose a first round pick. You, it would stand to reason with four games left in the season that if he was so terrible that they would have already made up their mind that they were going to move on from him in the offseason. So why then, if you're so willing, Chris Ballard, to get worse before you're going to get better, like he has said with the quarterback position, then why did you throw away the first round pick like that? Because they would have had to admit in the middle of the season that they were wrong. And so, like, do they think we're not going to connect these dots, though? You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I they agree. deserve a ton of criticism. I agree. But teams do not like to admit when they are wrong. And now, essentially, when they did, because they made this incredible deal that they were able to make. They're kind of skating by again, other than you, right? Like people are saying, well, give the Colts credit. They admitted their mistake. It's like, stupid. <laughs> like, okay. that's, that's so dumb. That's like you spending, I don't know, $100,000 on a television and telling me like, hey, dude, I bought this TV. It's awesome. And then it sucks. And then being like, hey, I sold it for 300 bucks. I'm awesome. Like, no, it's not. I know it's a terrible analogy, but still, like I... It bothers me greatly that the Colts are now in this position. And now it's like, oh, man, they're going to have their sixth starter on opening day in six seasons. That's their fault. <laughs> like, I mean, like the Andrew Luck thing happened, and that was unfortunate. We give you all the grace in the world for that. But that has run 
out. You have had an enormous amount of time to figure this out. And the one bet you really had to make blew up in your face. You don't get a, a ribbon for admitting that. You know, like you, it, it happened. Like you have to ad- it, accept that responsibility and nobody wants to give it to them. Yeah. I don't know why. And it's a, it's a weird phenomenon, but yeah, you're, you're dead on. I completely agree well, with you. And, 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 sorry. Last thing people, people will now use the first round pick thing as an excuse for them. Like, well, now they don't have the first round pick to, to trade for Jimmy or, or whatever, like or to draft. I don't know, like Kenny Pickett fell, whatever, like a billion different things. Like, man, if they only had their first round pick, if they were not arrogant to your point, they would have that first round pick. It like the, these, these are all these stories are not aligning. You know what I'm saying? Like th- there isn't like one fundamental line of thought that you could track throughout all the reporting that is coming out. There is some like, smoke blowing that is happening here to your point where they're just trying to cover themselves if they really truly were in the like best interest of the shoe and the indianapolis colts they would have said coming out of that bye week going to new england we are on the precipice of carson turning this thing into a first round pick we're gonna need that to salvage this situation let's admit this now but no they're selfish just like everybody but but quit acting holier than thou because you're not one of my criticisms of the 49ers of Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo has been that they always act like things just happen to them and <laughs> that their decisions did not lead to the things that have happened. And that's kind of how people are treating the Indianapolis Colts. Like they didn't just, no one stole a first round pick from them. They gave it away. They're the reason that they don't have it. So they can't be, Oh, woe is me. Woe is us. We don't have a first round pick. What are we going to do? So I, and that's I, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't buy this. Again, I'm not at all. Like Zach Kiefer's awesome. I'm not doubting his reporting, but like I don't buy this. Like it wasn't just about Vegas and Jacksonville. And it's okay if it was. Like we're not going to be upset with you if you want to say, you know what, man, this dude blew it in a two game stretch, and we cannot get over that. That's fine. Quit acting like you are the smartest person in the room and you knew all along, even though you made the trade, like to your point, stats, like nobody forced this on you. You know, that that's what's ridiculous to me. And again, like this, this like, you know, movement that's coming out where they're just trying to crush Wentz. Like that's all this is now, dude. And I, I can't yep. believe that they have made me feel badly for Carson Wentz, but it is, <laughs> he's a poor leader. He didn't do this. Frank Reich had to apologize on his behalf. He, you know, wouldn't get vaccinated. I mean, it is like the, the bingo card of Wentz tropes that they're throwing out now to save themselves to your point, to act like we had this incredible burden placed on us and we somehow survived. We are Andy Dufresne outside of the tunnel. So give us our freedom that we have now earned because we were wrongly imprisoned. No, you made this choice. You said you gave up the first round pick they gave it up twice because they gave it up when they initially traded for Wentz and then they gave it up when they arrogantly decided to commit to him coming out of the bye going up against the New England Patriots I mean there's a line in the article I'll just read it as for the Colts the issues with Wentz stretched back before the season began then why trade for him <laughs> like that's so, so stupid it's uh, crazy like there's no part of this where the Colts look good the only reason that they are not getting killed by other people besides us is because they were able to make this incredible deal and now you know are in a much much better place than frankly they should be in giving the stupid decision that they have made all right RJ let's take a break we've, we've bashed on the Colts enough Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I have my list of the top five teams that you should watch out for in free agency. And guess what? The Colts are on it. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show. Okay, RJ, free agency starts next week. I know there are some potential quarterback moves that could happen. God knows I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat for this damn Jimmy Garoppolo trade, which seemingly will never come. 
hey, John Lynch, feel free to get off your ass and make a move here. I'd love it. Like, we're all waiting. The Colts, the the Saints, the Steelers, whoever, man. But get it done. But free agency does begin next week. There are top five. I have top five teams to watch. I do have the Colts on that list, RJ. Now with this, because of this Carson Wentz trade, they have about $60 million to spend in free agency. And they need to win. You've talked about it. Frank Reich is going into year five now. Half a decade with the Colts. They have two playoff appearances. He's 37 and 28, which isn't terrible, but it's about time that you win some damn games. Like you said, the quarterback honeymoon is over and they need, they got needs. They need weapons on offense. They need a left tackle. They need pass rush. I think you're going to see Indy get aggressive here. Well, I I think, you know, you mentioned the four years he's been in Indianapolis already in that time, the Jaguars have, I mean, withered and imploded. The Texans have withered and imploded. Like, you know, people love to talk about the NFC East. Again, we do it every week on the NFC East mixtape and how, like, easy of a division it is. Frank Reich has had that. I mean, you know, like, Frank, Frank Reich has had that cakewalk. And so, again, I love Frank Reich and Chris Bauer, the people, but I, I don't think that they're getting enough heat as far as, like, what they've accomplished and really what they haven't accomplished. Cool. All right. They're, they're going to be in the mix. We said this last year. Like, we said, okay, you're going to trade for a quarterback. You traded for Carson Wentz. Help him out. And that, like, I know we already relitigated the Carson Wentz thing but like they didn't do that like you're giving Carson Wentz T.Y. Hilton to throw to like and I know that the Kiefer article also mentions like it wasn't just Carson Wentz and I'm, I'm glad to see that but okay you're gonna do this like you're, like whatever you're gonna do like you better like overload this roster like you know it, I mean Chris Godwin's not gonna hit free agency now um obviously Devontae Adams isn't gonna hit free agency Allen Robinson step on up like that's who you need to take a swing at you have to just flood this roster with talent because this quarterback is obviously not going to be extremely talented. And so, I mean, you have to find a way to bring in an enormous amount of offensive playmakers. And if you don't, then like you just have yourselves to blame. I don't expect them to do anything. Honestly, I'm, I, I think they're boring and, and shrill. That's just me. You think they're going to keep most of this? I mean, $60 million is, <laughs> that's a hell of a lot of money. I mean, what, what do you think? What, like, you think they're taking a big swing? Like, why, why would you go to Indianapolis if you're anybody at this point? Like, what, I, what, what, what's the sell? The, the besides sell money? is money, number one, a division, a chance to win a division and get back into the playoffs, number two. Indianapolis is a cool city, man. Don't sleep on Indy. I've been to Indianapolis. Uh, I was there for the 23 to nothing win over the Cowboys. Uh, good times. No words. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's fine. Great. You'll enjoy, you know, some great college basketball this time of year. But other than that, like, I just don't trust that front office. I don't trust that team. I don't want anything to do with that. Like, for the reasons I've already listed out several times here. But All right. I, I don't think they're, like... I guess we define teams to watch differently. I do think they'll be active. And so in that sense, it, it, but like, that doesn't mean they'll land everything, you know, like, like, I think they'll be active in the sense that Ron Rivera was active. Like guys, I'm, I'm looking for quarterbacks. All right. <laughs> like everybody, you know, praise me, give me credit. I'm looking, I'm, I, it finally dawned on me that I need a quarterback in American football. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for one. Everybody give me props. And so I think it'll be that. And then I think they'll land with like, you know, lackluster signings. I mean, who was the last like big free agent that the Colts as a franchise landed? Free agent. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's a fair question. I mean, I, DeForest Buckner was big. That was a, that trade. Was a trade. Yeah. Um, 
But like, let's say they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which is possible. They're uh, rumored to be in on him. That's a like, thing, dude. Like, that's such a lateral. Not maybe not. It is a lateral move from whence the player, but whatever. But, but like, you gotta surround him with people, right? You gotta give him more than Ty. Well, Ty Hilton, Hilton wants to come back, baby. Like Woo! the ghost of Ty Hilton is not going to be enough. I'm sorry. So that's why I think that they are going to have to be active. All right, let's get to my next team on the list, and it's also an AFC team. Let me team guess. Little... Give me clues. Uh, no. How about I just reveal it? <laughs> okay. okay. Bam. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. They have almost fifty million dollars in cap room. And here's the thing: now is the time to load up. You have your quarterback, which supposedly they're going with Tua. He's on a rookie deal, RJ. This is when you're supposed to put the best team around him. I was talking with Michelle Majuk, who's a host on Niners Nation with me, and she made a good point. She said that it's possible that this Niners team is the best Niners team that Trey Lance will ever be on because he makes virtually no money when it comes to quarterbacks, and there's a ton of talent around him. And the same thing could have been said for Russell Wilson. Those 2012-2013 Seahawks teams were the best Seahawks teams that he was on. So you have to load up when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's what Miami has now. They have a new head coach. I think Mike McDaniel is going to be willing to spend. I think he's going to be willing to spend on some 49ers free agents because you want to get like, quote unquote, your guys in there to help learn your uh, teacher system and all that stuff. So I think Miami is going to be a player. I like this pick. Um, it's it's an obligatory thing to say no state income tax in Florida. Uh, it is, you know, a trope of free agency. It's, you know whatever dudes make a lot of money the tax situation will be all right i'm not an accountant by any means but you know it'll be okay um i i have a prediction and it, it comes with an apology so i think you'll actually enjoy this um i was wrong last year about kendrick Bourne. you tried to tell me i was wrong congratulations to you um i have seen a free agent wide receiver to be compared to Kendrick Bourne in terms of the way people within league circles are apparently viewing him, not saying he has the exact same skill set, but in that vein, I could see him becoming like a Mike McDaniel guy, and that is Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Cedric Wilson. Had a nice season, um, obviously, as Michael Gallup was hurt, and, you know, Amari and CD, everybody kind of had an issue at one point or another. Cedric Wilson, kind of reliable, kind of coming on strong, showing his versatility. Again, Kendrick Bourne, a very unique player, but I like those are the moves I can see. Like they might not be like the biggest, sexiest names, but like this load up of dudes that like have skill sets that Mike McDaniel likes, like specific skill sets, like uh, Liam Neeson and Taken. Like you know, I like something very specific that he can use for a very specific purpose because that's what Mike McDaniel wants to do. I'm still not like on the same wavelength as like the NFL world when it comes to Mike McDaniel, but if he loads up like this, I'll I'll be a little bit more intrigued. I need Mike McDaniel to do two things for me to fully commit to loving him stats that one load up on free agents, make Miami like the hotspot, the place to be. I just want to see that. Like I really want to see the dolphins be good and two, lead the charge to return the dolphins logo and color scheme and uniforms to the previous logo. I hate this stupid thing. If you get us back to the OG, then, you know, we can, we can figure something out. I'm on board with number one, totally against number two. I like the Dolphins jerseys. I like the new logo update. The throwbacks are cool, but they're cool. Like it's like Girl Scout cookies, right? I don't I like the Girl Scout cookies are not a year-round thing. I give me them once a year. That's why they're so damn popular, because you can't get them all the time. Same thing with the Dolphins throwback jerseys. Worst thing you've ever said of all time. <laughs> okay. What number are your favorite Girl Scout cookies, by the way? Tagalongs. Oh my god. I mean, that's just, the easiest answer just, of all time. Tell me your next team. Just please. Just. What's wrong? What, what are you, a Samoa's guy? No. 
What a stupid question. Oh, what? To thin mints? Stupid... Yes. Yeah, thin great. Mints. I want to have toothpaste when I eat a cookie. That's what I want. Do you, you not like great. the mint after your meal at Olive Garden stats? Are you poo-pooing an American institution known yeah, as the OG? I don't think you are. Mint That's right. It's awful. It's like the worst flavor of all. It's, a, it's forced upon us. Wow. Mint. Wow. I get to the next team on my list. I told you to get to the next team. You're the one dragon. The Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. They've got about $43 million in cap space. And here's the thing. As if the AFC West wasn't hard enough, now they got Russell Wilson to compete with. Like, if you were a team in the AFC, especially the AFC West, but if you're a team in the AFC and you're deciding, like, we're going for it, like, this isn't a rebuilding year, we're going to try and compete, you got to load up. Like, you got to go crazy because there's so many good teams in the AFC. The Chargers have to be active in free agency because they got to get out of their own friggin' division. The Chargers also fall in line with your uh, line of thought when it comes to Tua. This is these are yes. the best teams that Justin Herbert's ever going to be on. Again, like, Justin Herbert is certainly ticketed for a massive quarterback contract. Like, we don't even know if that's the case for Tua. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, even more so, like, the, the point exists for the Chargers. I have not forgotten Chargers. I know that, like, I know time heals all wounds, which is evidenced by the number of second overall picks that might be getting reclamation jobs this offseason. Marcus Mariota, Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, Saquon Barkley, maybe. Uh, it's a great time to be a second, or second overall pick that washed out stats. But um, <laughs> I have not forgotten that you completely choked against the Houston Texans. Everybody else might have, but I have not. I need to see the Chargers do something here. Like, I'm not going to be the person that, like, falls in love and is, like, an August all, oh, watch out. I know the AFC West is loaded, but Justin Herbert is amazing. No. they These these dudes choked when it mattered. Like, that's the thing, dude. And, and I, I can't believe how much we're talking about Carson Wentz. We are, like, the whole NFL world murders Carson Wentz for losing to the Raiders. The Chargers lost to the Raiders in, a, in an effective playoff game, right? Like, and I know that the Colts also lost to the Jaguars, but so like what two losses are worse, actually? The, the Raiders and the Jaguars or the Raiders and the uh, Texans? Yeah, Raiders and the Jags, I guess. I don't know. I mean, the Texans, the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a division game. Trevor you know what I mean? Lawrence. So, Come but on. It, like, it's a, it, they had Trevor Lawrence, it, the division game. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's that. The Texans aren't like even a real team. You know what I mean? Like, like they, they had they had not the first overall pick at quarterback. You know, like I think the Texans and, and Raiders losses are more embarrassing than the Jaguars and Raiders losses that the Colts underwent. And everybody wants to act like, man, the, the Colts had a 97% win probability or whatever the playoffs and they blew it. The Chargers had a bigger choke job, and nobody wants to give them any sort of grief for it. The Chargers better be big spenders. You're right. Like, I expect them to be. But if they're not, if we watch them rest on their laurels, I am even more out on the Chargers. I'm, I'm not at all back in. I know you are and your uh, you know Tuesday co-hosts are like big bandwagoners, and so you're, you've forgotten everything that happened with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I have not. I haven't forgotten. Like, the Raiders made the playoffs in that division, and you didn't, Chargers. So you better go and change something now because the Raiders had every reason in that the world. That makes the Raiders' loss even worse, by the way. Like, again, like, right. it, it was – so, like, their Raiders' loss is worse than Indianapolis's, and I would say their Houston loss is worse than the Colts' Jaguars' loss. So, yes, they deserve an enormous amount of grief. So the Chargers... And they just overpaid Mike Williams. Sorry, but like on the subject of free agency, <laughs> I, I like Mike Williams. Like No, like this is a wide receiver, rich draft. You do not need to spend that much money on Mike Williams when you already have Keenan Allen. Like that's, that's just not a great utilization of resources. Quick hot take. Wide receiver is the new running back. Never pay him. 
there's a billion wide receivers that come out every year. Why are you going to go crazy? There are like there are like the one or two unicorn running backs that come along that that are married of worthy of contracts like your Derrick Henrys, but like you don't pay them to your Ezekiel Elliott type of contracts. You like look at Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones's deal with the Packers is fine. It is paying a running back, but still, I think that like that volume is larger with receivers. Like there are more receivers that you're willing to pay, so like they still exist. But you're right, like in a general sense, it is withering away a little bit. Can I get to the fourth team on my list? No. All right, I'm going to do it anyway. That would be your AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Are you down with me? You know, there is the take floating around that they are the new free agent destination that people want to go play with Joe Burrow. I believe when I see it. (laughs) It's really easy to tweet. I would love to play with Joe Burrow. It's a whole different thing to like take a trip to Cincinnati and, and see what there is to offer. Here's the thing. Their biggest need is offensive line. It's hard to argue they're going to be worse next year than they were this year. Joe Burrow was sacked 70 times, including the playoffs. you got to assume they're going to shore up the offensive line. Like I said, it has to be better. And you can make the argument right now they're the best team in the AFC North. I mean, their odds to win the AFC North, they're tied with the Ravens to for the, with the best odds to win a division, according to our friends at DraftKings. And guess what? They molly whipped the Ravens in two games last year. They outscored them 82 to 38. They dropped 41 points on them in both games. And I know the Ravens were injured, especially in the second game, but whatever. It wasn't a close game. They destroyed them. I think since he's going to make a little run here, I think they recognize where they are. They know the iron's hot. They're going to bring in some offensive linemen. And if you're, especially if you're a guy, RJ, that's maybe going to sign like a one-year kind of a prove-it deal, you could do a lot worse than Cincinnati, especially if you don't have a ton of teams coming at you in the NFC. Along those lines, uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted right now while we're on stats that the Titans informed Roger Saffold that they are releasing him. Um, So he might be in the market for kind of that, you're right, like one-year prove-it deal. And I would think like if I was an NFL player, this is such an easy thing to say, but like I would, and I was in that position, I would say, all right, who are the teams with great rookies, you know, great quarterbacks on rookie deals? Because they can pay me a lot. We have a chance. They can pay other players, whatever, et cetera. Like that's, that's another candidate right there. Like you're right. I think for the next few days and and certainly in the, you know, the wee hours of free agency, we're going to see all sorts of dots connecting the top offensive linemen uh, to the Bengals. That makes sense. And if they don't address it, then they have themselves to blame totally agree with you i think you're going to see that i think it's going to happen and the number five list uh team on my list i should say free agency teams to watch the new york football jets they've got around 38 million in cap space and you know space to burn and desperate gms is a pretty good combination for free agent spending joe douglas is going into year four as the general manager of the Jets. Like he didn't just get that job. They're 13 and 36 in his tenure as general manager. Look, a few weeks ago when we talked about coaches on the hot seat, I mentioned Robert Sala. All right. I don't know if you've noticed this. This is the fifth team we've been talking about in free agency, like teams to watch. I don't know if you've noticed all five AFC teams. Yep. Right. Like, and like we've, we've talked the, the AFC is loaded. Right. And we've seen all these AFC teams kind of like, you know, it's like a cycle, like some that were at the bottom now at the top, like the days of like the Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, you know, dominance at the top with New England is a little bit over like those teams like out of the picture, like we'll see if Denver is back in the mix. Obviously, they've had their moments, but now it's it's Kansas City. Is it the Chargers? It's, you know, I, I mean, Cincinnati. I mean, like it's all these like newer teams and they, they've they're all taking turns cycling in and the Jets are not there. 
And, and that's a frustrating place to be. And frustration sets in very quickly. And so I really do think the Jets are a team. Maybe you're a little bit, you know, more likely to come around on, on my take about Robert Sala. He might be the victim here ultimately from like the overall. But you're right. Like, how do you not spin big if you're the Jets? Like, you have to, you have to, you have to catch up right now because you already look so far behind in general. You look even more far behind with Zach Wilson. I mean, like, you, ha- like, man, did you see the the tweet they had after Russell yeah. traded? That was really like that's that, that's who you are. Like, it's so embarrassing. So they, they tweeted ha- out a picture of Zach Wilson, and they were like, "Oh, we we like to be in on the top stories of the day or the trending stories of the day." And it was like, man. That's how you think that you can become relevant. That's the best you can do. It's um, I agree. The Jets, like the, the teams that are here, I don't want to speak for you, but they're here for different reasons. Like the the Jets have to. You better be here. You better be throwing funny money at people. Like you got to get some talent. You got to get some like respectability and some credibility in that building because right now you don't have any. Like who's a player on the Jets that like if if right now I said the stats, the 49ers can take any one of these players. Like who are you dying to take? Oh man, uh, Elijah Moore, maybe. <laughs> that's like if, but if I told you it was like oh, we need your second round pick, it'd be like, yeah, you know, no, no, <laughs> well, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, arbitrarily, of course, but like, like you know what I mean? Like, like, there's like we can go through of all teams. I bet you there's probably like 25, 26 teams. You're like, I'll give you anything you want for like something on that roster. The Jets are one of those teams that you wouldn't really give up anything for anything. Maybe Quinn and Williams, I guess. But yeah, no, it's it's bad. And here's the thing. They also have needs pretty much everywhere, right? You need weapons for Zach Wilson. You need wide receivers. You need offensive line help. You need defensive back help, linebacker. Like, just throw a dart and you can find a need for the Jets. So you combine a GM that's getting a little desperate, a team full of holes, and a team that with has money burning through their pockets, $38 million in cap space. They got to be out there, especially because – like Cincinnati kind of like ruined it for people. It's like, cause they're going to be like, Cincinnati was terrible. And then the next year they were in the Super Bowl. Why oh, can't dude, we sure. do that? Why can't we turn it around? They're right? a small market team. You don't, you don't have to be, you know, big time <laughs> markets like, yeah, you know, totally agreed. I mean, and Cincinnati also kind of ruined the perception of the jets. Like if not for that one win over the Bengals, like, you know, cause people are like, well, the jets beat the Bengals. You know what I mean? Like anything's yeah. possible, any given Sunday. No, no. Sometimes you <laughs> suck and the jets suck. And you know, just because you got really lucky, that doesn't mean you don't suck, but wow. What a list. What a very strange list. Yeah. So I will recap uh, for anybody that's joining late, not paying attention. You forgot whatever Colts, Dolphins, Chargers, Bengals, Jets, all AFC teams, which I did not plan out. I just happened to look at who has the most cap space, who has the, you know, a desperate need here for certain things, rookie quarterbacks, especially. And and that was my list. Do you see any glaring omissions? I mean, if we're, we're talking just free agency, like I think if you include the off season as a whole and you start to include like draft capital, then you've got maybe the Eagles are involved because of, of the draft capital they have. Maybe the Giants are involved. I would honestly say, though, the Bears, like the Bears, didn't, like, you know, you, you got to be this is like. The, the the biggest thing that's now happened to the Bears this offseason, and I love Matt Eberflus, but it's been that Aaron Rodgers is returning. Like, you know, you you <laughs> yep. like you you look like you're gonna it's like um you know, like in um I've never seen or have you ever seen Misery, the movie with Kathy no. Bates? It's a great movie. Uh but like any movie where somebody is like trapped and they're they escape you know what i'm saying you're like oh my gosh they, they're father gonna escape whatever blah blah and then like whoever trapped him like catches them like right at the outside of the property and brings him back and you're like no 
that's the Bears. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to, like you talked, we talked about rookie contracts, rookie windows. I mean, like this has to happen now for the Bears. It ha- you have to, and they don't have a first round pick. Like on the subject of, of, you know, including draft capital, you have to find a way to have, the, you're going to lose talent. You're going to get worse offensively with Allen Robinson leaving. You don't have a great reputation right now. You have to bring somebody in to really help Justin Fields out. And if you don't, then you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. I absolutely agree. You have to strike while the iron's hot. I mean, look at Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. These quarterbacks are winning MVPs in their second year in the league. Like, that's where you got to be. You got to put your guy in a position to do that, which I think the 49ers, that's why part of the reason they're willing to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, too, is because they're like, look, look at the team we have around Trey Lance. Like, he's going to be in a position to do something similar to that. Not saying he will saying he's going to be in a position to do it because they have the offensive talent around him. So you, the urgency with which you have to act if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal is unprecedented. It should be the first thing that your GM thinks about when he wakes up and the last thing he thinks about when his head hits the pillow. Makes me super proud to say that the Dallas Cowboys totally capitalized on their rookie contract <laughs> window um, with Dak Prescott, who was not just on a rookie contract for four years, but like the ultimate rookie contract being a fourth round pick good times super proud to be a cowboys fan they couldn't even make an nfc title game let alone a super bowl in that window i i've said this several times but kyle brandt said it on good morning football this week i don't know if you saw this stats do you know that the last time that the dallas cowboys and like all these things coincide like made a title game won a title game made a super bowl won a super bowl they were all the 1995 season the last time those things happened the Baltimore Ravens, who have been to four title games, won two of them and won those two Super Bowls, one of them against your 49ers, they did not exist the last time that this happened. But that is also the case for your 49ers last time they won a Super Bowl. So, sorry. Well, they existed. The 49ers <laughs> have been around at least. No, I'm saying the Ravens did not exist the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl. Oh, That's right, true. Okay. Right. Yes, that is accurate. Embarrassing moment from you. It's okay. The Niners I'll have been to two in that time. It's fine. Unless you're bragging about losing. Interesting. Yeah, I can't believe that that's your go to. Like, you think that's the defense for the Cowboys is that, well, at least we didn't get there and lose. Yeah, stats. You lost. (laughs) You've lost both, first of all. um, And you lost one of them to Joe Flacco. Hey, Joe Flacco was on an insane (laughs) run. Yeah, actually, that game is so amazing. Like, to look back, like, the, like, Flacco was awesome. The lights, obviously. I feel like we don't properly credit Jacoby Jones for his role in Should that Ravens the postseason. I mean, like, man, the, the end of the first half touchdown and then the back-to-back to, to bring the, the kickoff out. I mean, like, dude, that was insane. I mean, they don't that, win that game if he doesn't bring that kickoff out. That was the only touchdown they got in the second half. I also think we don't properly say that there were back-to-back years in which the second half kickoff of the Super Bowl was taken back for a touchdown. Because it was Jacoby Jones against the Niners in, tw- in Super Bowl 47, and then Percy Harvin, Percy Harvin. against the Broncos um, in Super Bowl 48. So, Wow. Did not realize that until you just said it. So there you go. There's random Super Bowl nostalgia for you. Uh, if you've got a problem with our list, with my list, with anything we said here on the show, hit us up. You can leave it in your review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, or you can hit us up on Twitter. I am at Stats on Fire. He is at RJ Ochoa. Go change your shirt. Get that Russell Wilson jersey off. Everybody, enjoy your day. Hopefully we get another crazy quarterback move here so we could have more emergency podcasts around the uh, SB Nation NFL Network. I think there was about seven when Russell Wilson got traded. So stand by for that, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. I, I, I know the Rocky Mountains are a thing here, and I just want to say, and let's the rock. Show now.
Ending the show now. Bye, Russ. Let's rock.